this is Dr. Catherine Otto. I'm here at the Cardiac Society of Australia and New Zealand meeting, and I'm going to talk with uh, Dr. Carolyn Lamb from Singapore about heart failure with preserved ejection fraction. Well, first of all, I'm going to call it HEPF for short, um, as opposed to heart failure reduced ejection fraction or HEPREF. And so today, this morning, I was given the talk title of Novel Therapies in HEPPEF. I think the first thing to say is, we need it. Uh, I truly think HEPPEF is just one of the greatest unmet needs in cardiovascular medicine today. And it's going to be increasing, a disease that affects mainly elderly hypertensive women and for which we have no therapy that is proven to improve outcomes. I thought that was that's what caught my attention is was, it was the idea of novel therapies. But but before I get there, in some other sessions too, I mean, how do we how do we define HEFPEF? I mean, how do we know if a person has HEFPEF and they're not just depressed or out of shape or overweight or have some other reason for their symptoms? Very good question. So, I've always told my residents that the diagnosis of HEFPEF requires first and foremost the establishment of a clinical diagnosis of heart failure. So that always gets forgotten. And then everybody goes straight to the echo, trying to look for some specific numbers, forgetting the patient presentation, which must be consistent with the clinical syndrome of heart failure. And like with any other syndrome, it's diagnosed by the typical symptoms and signs, which everybody knows, it just gets missed. And for signs, for example, jugular venous distension, pulmonary congestion, these are very, very important. And if you don't have them at rest, you may need to induce them too by exercise because exertional intolerance is a classic symptom of HEFPEP. So it's with that, and if you need to test natriuretic peptides, I use natriuretic peptides, by the way, for the um, predominant negative predictive value than the positive, but it's a confirmatory test. Chest X-ray for pulmonary congestion, that's another confirmatory test but it's still the clinical signs and symptoms that matter most, and then you get the echo, right? Yeah, and I think that's a really important point. As someone who reads a lot of echoes, I mean, it's very hard because diastolic function uh, parameters change with age, and they're affected by loading conditions and so many other things, so it's very hard when we're sent an echo and the question is HEFPEF and the ejection fraction is normal to say, is this echo compatible with the diagnosis? You really need that, that clinical setting. So what about novel therapies? I'm not really aware of any really effective therapies. So what would be a novel therapy and where are we at on clinical trials with these agents? Oh, I think there's lots of exciting stuff happening. But backing up to the point about the difficulty making the diagnosis, it is very true that these are elderly, predominantly women, who have multiple comorbidities chronic hypertension, diabetes, obesity, renal impairment, anemia, and so on. And the important thing about HEF-PEF as opposed to HEF-REF is that these contribute to the pathophysiology. So comorbidities have been shown in Olmsted County series and so on to contribute independently to the cardiovascular structural uh, functional abnormalities as well as to outcomes in HEF-PEF. Where I'm going here is the idea that comorbidities somehow impact the heart in HEFPEF. So it goes from comorbidities affecting the heart, whereas in HEFREF, it is typically a male who's had a myocardial infarction before and then develops HEFREF. So it starts from the heart. So the event is in the heart, 
and then remodeling occurs, and then the renin-angiotensin system kicks off, and so on. But when we get these different paradigms, that's where the novel therapies open up. So I would refer everyone to this very, very important paper by Walter Paulus and Carson Shoup. And that's where this new paradigm is set out, where comorbidities in HEPPEF is taken very seriously, and where the comorbidities impact endothelial function and inflammation, which then impact the cardiomyocyte, particularly through one or two um, axes that we're, we're, we're really targeting now. So that's where the novel therapies come out. So we would be targeting the endothelium? Is that where we were going? Yes. If the endothelium is affected, nitric oxide production goes down, cyclic GMP production in the, in the adjacent cardiomyocyte goes down, and PKG, phosphokinase G activity goes down. That has been shown to affect phosphorylation and titan changes that are responsible for stiffness and so on, and it can trigger left ventricular hypertrophy. So that opens up the novel therapy in that nitric oxide, cyclic GMP, phosphokinase G axis. And there are several drugs that have been tried. So, um, so what drugs are tried and where are they at in clinical trials? So for example, there are soluble guanylyl cyclase stimulators that actually stimulate the production of cyclic GMP. There is a trial called the dilate trial of the SGC stimulator Riosiguat, an acute dose given in HEFPEF. Mm -hmm. And this is HEFPEF, though, with pulmonary hypertension. Um, while that trial did not meet its primary endpoint of reducing mean pulmonary artery pressure in these HEFPEF and pulmonary hypertension patients, it showed that Riosiguat is safe and well-tolerated, actually increased stroke volume and cardiac output without increasing wedge in these patients, which is important. And as a result, now there is a phase two trial, um, part of the Socrates program. And Socrates Preserved is, is recruiting now, testing soluble guanylyl cyclase stimulators in HEPPEF. Right, well that's very exciting. Are there, are there other agents in the pipeline? Absolutely. For example, um, serolaxin is a nitric oxide donor. And if we talk about the RELAX acute heart failure trial, that serolaxin in acute heart failure, there has been a publication of the HEFPEF subset, and that's by uh, Gerasimos Philippatos et al. Um, that has shown that serolaxin is as effective in acute HEFPEF as it was in acute HEFREF. That means in terms of symptom reduction and in terms of outcomes. So that's hopeful too. And then the neprilysin inhibitors. Those also influence this axis. Uh, the Paramount trial is a phase two trial of ARNIs, the, the neprilysin LCZ696, in HEFPEF. And that actually did meet its primary endpoint of reduction in NT-proBNP in HEFPEF. And so now there's a large phase three trial of LCZ696 in HEFPEF. So it would be the paradigm equivalent in HEFPEF, and it's called the Paragon trial, and it's recruiting it now, phase three. Right, so this is very exciting news. So I guess we'll be waiting for the results of these trials, and in the, in the meanwhile, trying to uh, treat our patients' comorbidities as well as their heart problems. Absolutely. Uh, when and they present. If, if there's one thing that we could already start doing right now, it's exercise. 
Just plain old aerobic exercise. So there's been a recent meta-analysis that shows that exercise training is beneficial in patients with HEPPEP in terms of improvement of quality of life and peak VO2. Um, but how do you get your patients to exercise? Their, their problem is that they're short of breath when they exercise and they, they can't do it. So good how, do you, how do you convince them? How about preventing then? In the prevention of HEPPEF, I think that's hugely important. Um, there are data to show that um, master elite athletes don't have diastolic dysfunction. I mean, that just shows them what we call as age-associated diastolic dysfunction may not really be, and it's just that we're not keeping ourselves fit. So I, I would say everyone out there should start exercising, at least that. Okay. Well, that's a great note to end on. I think exercise is clearly beneficial in almost every type of heart disease, and for HEFPEF uh, prevention and perhaps treatment if we can convince people to. So thank you very much for talking with me today. Thanks so much. Thank you.